My name is Dr. Nate Shanock. And my name is Merrick Egbert. This is the official podcast of the Els for Autism Foundation for Autism. We call our podcast this because it's a play on our foundation's name and Merrick and I are terrible golfers. But we love how golf has become such a transformative tool to helping people with autism. When I'm not a part of the podcast, I'm a member of our growing research team and a tennis coach. When I'm not part of the podcast, I'm an administrative assistant filling in the gaps of each department like glue. I am also autistic. This is our third episode, Autistic Pride Day and what it means to us. What we hope to do is to present news and updates about our foundation interviews or feature stories that play a big role with us and with the community as a whole. Speaking of which, we also have our Today in the World of Autism segment where we posit the news and current events reflective of the world we live in today. Nate, can you give us any news and updates about the Foundation? Sure, it would be my pleasure. So we've been working very hard to reopen in a limited capacity and have seen our first few clients return to the center for therapy sessions with careful social distancing in line with CDC recommendations. In other news, we are offering a virtual summer camp program led by our terrific recreational services coordinator, Kelly Kautz. There has also been a virtual book club featuring the first Harry Potter book, which I know Merrick and Kelly, you've been working very hard on together, and the result has been, let us say, magical. We also continue to offer yoga, music, and adult services classes remotely. In other news, we will be sending out a satisfaction survey to families who are participating in these various virtual programs to see how our clients are enjoying these remote services so far. Participation and feedback is very helpful to us, so we look forward to hearing your thoughts. To celebrate Autism Pride Day, I would like to start off by presenting a list of individuals who have reached the pinnacle of success in their respective careers, ranging from acting to experimental economics. Each of these individuals has been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, and they are vocal and open about their life experiences. These inspirational individuals are excellent examples of the tremendous success that is achievable for people with autism and how thinking in different ways than your peers is not necessarily a bad thing. Person number one, Temple Grandin, is a professor at Colorado State University and a prolific best-selling author that has gained further fame for her series of TED Talks on The Autism Brain and the World Needs All Kinds of Minds, both of which I highly recommend to our listeners. She has reported that she did not begin speaking until nearly four years old, um, and then when diagnosed with autism as a child, it was recommended by doctors that she be institutionalized. But fortunately, her parents did not agree with this opinion and helped to encourage her creative thinking. She's become a leading force in the animal services field, an advocate for the humane treatment of animals, produced an award-winning biopic about her life, and was even named as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most influential people. Our second person, Sir Anthony Hopkins, is in the minds of many one of the greatest living actors in the world. 
He's probably most famous for his frighteningly realistic portrayal of Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs. But Anthony Hopkins has been open about his diagnosis with high-functioning Asperger's syndrome. When asked about the way that being on the spectrum has changed his life, he's commented that although he loves people, he has struggled to attend large parties his entire life and only has a few close friends that he relies on. Person number three, Dr. Vernon Smith is a professor of economics at Chapman University. He is considered one of the pioneers in the field of experimental economics, a field that's even difficult to say. For his work, though, he's been awarded the Nobel Prize back in 2002, and he's been incredibly open and honest about being diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, but he gives credit to autism for his success and ability to think outside the box in some regards. He once told MSNBC that he doesn't feel social pressure to do things the way other people are doing them professionally and personally. Person number four is comedy legend Dan Aykroyd, who has starred in iconic films like Ghostbusters, The Blues Brothers, and Trading Places. As a child, he struggled to fit in at school, and he ended up switching schools several times before being diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. Since his diagnosis, he's been vocal about autism rights and his experiences on the autism spectrum. According to the actor, his Asperger's even helped him to develop the famous movie Ghostbusters, and his character. As a child, he was obsessed with ghost hunting and law enforcement, often carrying around a police badge with him everywhere that he went. Our fifth and final person, Adam Young, is a multi-instrumentalist and talented vocalist with Asperger's Syndrome. He is the lead singer and songwriter behind the successful band Owl City, whose hit song Fireflies was a Billboard number one single. According to Young, his Asperger's and consistent struggles with insomnia were an inspiration for creating the song. And he's referred to himself as deeply introverted, um, but he has used his platform to speak openly about Asperger's as well as his religious faith. Additional famous individuals who have been outspoken about their autism include singer Susan Boyle, actress Daryl Hannah, America's Next Top Model contestant Heather Kuzmich, pianist Tony DeBlois, surfer Clay Marzo, and writer John Elder Robinson. Because it's Merrick's birthday on June 19th, and he happens to have ASD, I've decided that it would be appropriate to ask him a few questions related to his experiences and interests as an individual with autism. So my first question, uh, Merrick, we spoke a little bit about a few prolific celebrities with autism, but I think I can safely speak for everyone at the foundation and beyond in saying that you are a champion of autism and an incredibly inspirational individual. You are an accomplished writer, musician, and an administrative worker at the Ells for Autism Foundation. Can you start by telling our listeners about yourself and your story? Certainly, Dr. Shinnok. Okay, so it, I was born in 1986, in between when autism was finally taken away from early infantile autism and the movie Rain Man, which I wouldn't be surprised if there are still some people who see 
the Dustin Hoffman's character in that movie as an example of what they normally think of when it comes to autism. When I was growing up, I was so different uh, that the label pervasive developmental disorder was given to me, yet when my parents would go to these support groups, they would find that the individuals associated with these groups, um, their children would feel a little bit, uh, would be a little bit uh, different than me. For example, I didn't exactly have any sensory issues or had very few sensory issues growing up. And I also was a lot more receptive to communication when I was a lot younger. Then in 1994, I was finally diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. And, well, when I was going to uh, public school, um, because at that moment there was little to no, there were little to no uh, autism educational facilities in the 90s. And so I had to go to schools that had little to no idea um, what to do with autism. And so I came off as being a little bit weird. When I was going to elementary school, for example, my motor skills caused my arms to droop. And so in order to fit in, I would try to... uh, make noises that my peers would recommend me to do. And I also actually had some students afraid of me because I had little to no personal boundaries. I would go around hugging people and that would be my way of showing my affection to the world. But I didn't realize that that was inappropriate. As I grew up, I had difficulties communicating certain things, difficulties with transitioning, especially in the 10th grade, and I've had to deal with severe anxiety and depression because of my inability to feel a lot of self-confidence about my vocal abilities and my abilities to converse with people. So... As a way of getting through, I started writing songs and lyrics and poetry, and that uh, did very, very well. Now, I didn't know that I had Asperger's until I graduated from high school, but my first exposure, actually, was to this uh, school within a school called the Hannah Moore School, and it had individuals with autism um, and I did not know or I knew very little about what that was but I was in there because my experiences with the cafeteria was so overwhelming with all the people all the noise all the tables everything going on and I, I really was very shy around people I didn't know And even around people who I did know, I was very, very quiet. And it was a very overwhelming, it was very overwhelming for me. So I 
was given the choice, the chance of uh, participating in study hall, and that's when I got to eventually uh, take a seat at the Hannah Moore School. So eventually I graduated from Florida Atlantic University with a BA in communications uh, in order to become a radio DJ. And I ended up with the Else for Autism Foundation as a evaluator of different products, a writer, editor, and now I guess I've fulfilled my interest in becoming a radio DJ. So that's my story. You certainly have. And thank you for sharing, Merrick. Um, it's always Great to hear your story and how you've been able to overcome some of the difficulties you experienced as a child to become such a successful individual. And, you know, I, I speak for everyone in saying that your story is, is very inspirational and it's, it's nice to see um, more resources being available and more opportunity being available for individuals who are on the spectrum. So my second question is, what does it mean to you to see a Pride Day for Autism that has garnered so much international support and celebration? I think that uh, when it comes to individuals with autism, what I've learned over the years is that, that bullying is a big problem uh, when it comes to those with autism either making fun of how they speak, how we speak, how we talk, how we uh, converse, how we communicate, everything about us. And I, as I've said before, I was bullied when I was a lot younger. And I think that instead of looking to themselves as suspects of a perpetrated so-called quote-unquote crime against uh, parents or caregivers or whatever like has been sometimes has been sometimes uh, given in the past instead to see oneself as having a special gift a special kind of importance to be able to communicate differently be able to interpret things differently, to not feel like that this label should limit you in any way, shape, or form. When I first was diagnosed, when I first got the word that I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, I felt very, very shy about it. I felt very limited. I felt very, uh, just, well, very upset. And it wasn't until I learned about the little professor's component in which my rigorous studying and concentration was actually a part of that part of my personality, I felt like, more like I was a mutant in the world of the X-Men. And that's never a bad thing. That's, that's just someone who feels different. It's almost like a part of my personality. And it should never be taken for granted, but it should never exactly make us feel like we're, we're either victims 
autism is, then we'll be able to be seen as the people who we truly are. And I think that that is very important. What a great analogy to use um, the X-Men comparison. I really like that because uh, as we have alluded to on this show before, you know, having um, a condition like autism um, or or other um, mental health concerns um, should not be viewed, as you mentioned, Merrick, as a weakness or, or a curse, you know, but these are these these are important aspects of someone's self and their personality. And, you know, they can really um, provide that individual with some unique um, talents and personality quirks that um, everyone really enjoys. So very good, very good point that you make there. My last question for you is for individuals with autism who are tuning in right now, what is your message and advice for them as they navigate through life's typical challenges, as well as experiencing the world in a unique way? The world, sorry, the world is a unique kind of mysterious experience. However you perceive the world, however you look at the world, it should be a very, very um, kind of interesting and curious experience. I also believe that just like many, many other people on the spectrum, that you should find kind of your sanctuary, whatever can make you feel like you're part of something, you're part of the world's team. And uh, also, if you have a specialized interest in something, turn that into a career, turn that into a subject to focus even more so, although that may be a little bit uh, hard to say because, um, for example, I love video games. I'm really, really into them. <laughs> uh, you can say that it's a special interest of mine. And there are, it's not that unusual to find other individuals with autism to have that as a special interest. So, you know, if, if that, that is your special interest, then figure out how you get involved in that kind of industry. Figure out where you need to go, who you need to meet, who you need to see, and just make sure that nothing can stop you because you're, you're basically a star. You're a star in your own shining light. And I think that that is very, very important to, to notice that you are who you are, you're unique, you're different, but that shouldn't make you feel any lesser of a human being. Instead, you should also talk about how your experiences and how, you know, what makes you feel different, what makes you feel comfortable, uncomfortable, um, no matter who you are, no matter what you are. And I think that it is very, very important for people to, you know, know a little bit about you. But everyone with autism is unique and special. Yes. And isn't that great? 
Very well said. And like you said, the ability to to focus and persevere at a task or a goal is something that um, I've seen you do frequently in your day-to-day life and especially in getting this podcast off the ground. So we thank you for that. All right. So let's go to Today in the World of Autism, starting with my co-host, Dr. Nate Chinock. Okay, first in the world today, um, what I'd like to share is that Amazon has ordered a comedic drama starring actors with autism. This show is from the creator of the popular show Parenthood, Jason Cadams, and it's going to air on Amazon Prime, and the primary focus will be on the experiences of three young adults with autism. Amazon reported this week that it ordered a coming-of-age comedic drama from Jason Cadams that is based on the Israeli series called On the Spectrum. The show is centered on 320-year-old roommates who are on the autism spectrum while they try to traverse through goals that we can all relate to. Getting a job, keeping that job, making friends, falling in love, and navigating a world that eludes them. The roommates are to be played by actors Rick Glassam, Sue Ann Peen, and Albert Rutecki, all of whom are on the autism spectrum. Cadams, the creator of the show, cited that his 23-year-old son, who is on the spectrum, is the inspiration for him creating a series about autism, a condition that he mentioned that he's fascinated by. He previously produced the NBC series Parenthood, so if you're a fan of that, um, you'll be sure to enjoy this work. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something fantastic to hear about as an individual with a dramatic background. It is pretty cool to hear of individuals uh, with the same condition that I have basically being able to uh, play uh to play characters who have the same condition instead of taking people who don't have it who play characters who do have it. So that's that's really, really cool. So I've got two stories uh, today. Uh, while we've talked about celebrities with autism, it would also be nice to talk about local personalities with autism who deserve to be as celebrated as many of the personalities we've spoken of today. These are two of our advisory board members, Rachel Barcelona and Haley Moss, and Spectrum Award winners. I'll go through the brief bios of each, and I'll link to the websites for each in our show notes. So first, Rachel Barcelona received her AA degree from St. Petersburg College and is currently attending the University of South Florida studying interdisciplinary social science with a concentration in international and women's studies. Rachel is also studying languages and will be auditioning for vocal performance in opera this spring at the University of South Florida. Rachel won the Ells for Autism Award in 2017 and is a spokesperson for the Center for Autism Related Disabilities a.k.a. CARD, at the University of South Florida, and also is on their advocacy board. 
Rachel was named an ambassador for Unicorn Children's Foundation, a board member of Safe Minds, Inc., and has traveled with the Global Autism Project internationally. Rachel is a member of the International Thespian Honor Society and an opera singer and author. Rachel also has competed in pageantry and has won local, state, and national titles. She has been working on a platform, Ability Beyond Disability, for the past eight years. And also we have Haley Moss, who was diagnosed with autism at age three. She received her Juris Doctorate from the University of Miami School of Law in 2018 and graduated from the University of Florida in 2015 with bachelor's degrees in psychology and criminology. She is a renowned visual pop artist and the author of Middle School, The Stuff Nobody Tells You About and a Freshman Survival Guide for College Students with Autism Spectrum Disorders, The Stuff Nobody Tells You About. She also illustrated and contributed to the anthology What Every Autistic Girl Wishes Her Parents Knew. Her writing has been featured in publications such as HuffPost, Teen Vogue, Bustle, Elite Daily, and The Mighty. Haley also co-hosts the Spectrumly Speaking podcast, which is dedicated to women on the autism spectrum. Haley currently serves on the constituency board for the University of Miami, Nova Southeastern University Center for Autism and Related Disabilities, and the Board of Directors for Different Brains. She previously served on the board of Unicorn Village Academy. So before we go, we want to thank the Foundation for believing in us to be able to do a podcast for any willing listeners, and because of that, we will be seeing you again in July with some more coverage on us and the autistic community in general. So Nate... How do we end this podcast? One, two, three, four. Four. <laughs> we'll get it eventually. I could fly so high, oh, like a butterfly.